Welcome everyone to yet another masterclass of the Data World Innovators Community. Um, I'm Christoph, I will be your host today. Um, we're looking forward to that session. I have two great guests here. I, on my right side, um, I have Endika. Endika is a principal solutions architect at Westgate. He works here over five years and is based in Amsterdam. Welcome, Indika. Hello, good morning. Morning. And on my other side, I have Chung Ta. He also works for Scalefree, like me. Um, he's a senior consult consultant. Um, he works there for over seven years now. Um, also based in Hanover, just like me. And he worked on multiple data warehouse implementation projects with Wearscapes, I think, over the last five years. Um, it's really great to have you here, have you here Chung. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. All righty. I would say let's just jump in. Um, we have some questions here, so let's get into it. Um, Indika, I have one question for you, a bit specific for your past. So I, I stalked your LinkedIn, right? And I saw you worked <laughs> for um, Informatica before you joined Wearscape. So what I asked myself is, what was your first impression when you switched from um, Informatica to Wearscape? the first time seeing the tool? Yeah, so um, before WordScape, I, I used to work at um, Informatica and before as an, as an engineer as well. Um, I thought it would be like other ETL products, but actually WordScape is a, a little bit different on its um, approach. And it's a data warehouse tool. So it does, let's say, more things than you would actually expect, not only the ETL, but also the ingestion and the different modeling styles on up, up to the reporting layer on the platforms that we that we support. All right, all right, thank you. Um, similar question for Chung. Chung, if I don't know if you still remember the first time you worked with uh, Westgate like five years ago, like what was your first impression? Yeah, definitely. Um, so prior to my time with Westscape, I had uh, the opportunity to work in a data board implementation project where we practically had to write every single line of code. Um, yes. We'd have to do it ourselves and had to come up with like a system of uh, templates that is ready for copy and pasting to speed up mm. the development. Um, but then entered uh, Westgate. Um, with that, most of the repetitive work is eliminated, thanks to the code templates and the system of you know workflows. Um, it helped a lot in accelerating um, the development. And it it honestly, I, I felt great to have a tooling ecosystem and platform that does all of the job that is required in. Um, a data warehousing project and does it well from, you know, like um, designing to ETL uh, code generation to uh, job orchestrations. Mm -hmm. So I I immediately fell in love with Westgate <laughs> after the first sessions. I'd say yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I, I remember back then it was for us it was a big game changer when it hit, and uh, yeah, we onboarded a lot of people. I think you, but you you I think were the first one. So yeah, yeah. perfect that you're here today. All right, Indika, maybe let's jump back to you. Um, so how long have you and Wearscape been involved with Data Vault? And it's a while ago, I assume. So the follow-up question would be how it evolved um, since the beginning. Yeah, so I've been in Wearscape for around five years now. Mm -hmm. um, 
of course, Wordscape was already working with um, Data Vault. Wordscape has been around for, I think, a little bit more than 20 years, I think around 25. Mm. Um, and when Data Vault actually started to kind of get a little bit of traction, um, Wordscape was one of the first companies to actually work on it. Um, we had support, I think, for 1.0. And when 2.0 um, came out, we actually worked with Dan to make this um, 2.0 um, compliant. And yeah, since then, I think it has only gained more and more. Uh, so more and more of our customers actually ask for this. Um, yeah, and I think now around 80% of all our customers actually work with uh, Data Vault. So it's been it's been yeah like a long way already. There have been some some changes on the standard, but we still do not have let's say a two point one or a two point two officially. Uh, but we, we are all yeah waiting for it and looking looking forward for the next changes. Um, and of course we will implement those changes with our templates and our and on our products. All right, thank you. Yes, uh, it's been a while with Wellscape. I didn't know it was 25 years. I should have checked that before. Hey, that's a long time. Um, but definitely the first one for Data Vault, right? And yeah, now we talk about Data Vault. I mean, we, we're here in a Data Vault Innovators community. So obviously, that's the subject people are most involved with. Um, so, Jung, maybe a more Data Vault specific question here in combination with um, the topic of today, Wellscape. Um, why use Wellscape with Data Vault and where does it help? in the data world methodology and everything on the data world, like where it helps the most. Right. Um, I think Westscape excels at leveraging the many patterns of data world. Um, so you don't really have to worry about how should a hub look like, should or how should a link or satellite look like. Mm -hmm. You would just go into the graphical uh, UI for the modeling uh, uh, from the modeling component and you just start, you know, telling Wellscape, okay, this is my business key and these are my uh, descriptive attributes. And out of that, the model, will, uh, the data board model will be generated for you. So it significant, significantly speeds up the implementation process um, by generating, you know, the, the model, the code um, to uh, populate that model, to, ma to manage the data board structures and reduce, uh, you know, manual effort and human error, right? It also allows um, easy replication of data vault structures across different environments like development, testing, uh, production. So it ensures consistency and reliability across the board. Um, and also something I think uh, Westgib is really good at as well um is as data volumes grow um Westgate helps scale the data vault uh, solutions implementation efficiently um so handling larger data sets and more complex architecture is doable without significant uh, manual in intervention so i think that those are the most the best like uh, strengths of mm -hmm. Westgate, definitely I mean, it sounds like a lot. So <laughs> thank you very much. Um, but what, for me, I'm more on a manager's perspective. Um, let's jump, jump in on that one point, because that's what I really mm -hmm. like about um, automation tools in general, that it's standardized the way you work, right? Especially nowadays, with just a lot um, 
of big data management and a lot of processes, it becomes more and more important to have that. Like when you said you you worked manually on building every script and then building templates and copy pasting it, um, that's definitely a tough tough one. Um, and Dika, I have one specific question for Westscape. Because when you go Westscape, um, you will find Westscape Red, you will find Data World Express, and you will find Westscape 3D. And um, some people can get a little bit of confused, like what's what, what do I actually need to build a data world? Um, could you differentiate between those and tell us like what you would um, need to build a data world project? Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so we have different um, products. Those are the products that you can actually see on the website. Okay, the first one is um, Wellscape Red. We call Red our builder tool. Okay, there is where you will actually generate all the code that you need. Think about things like uh, DDLs, DMLs. Okay, more of the everyday, day to day. Let's say. So if you need to create a table to load, schedule document those are the things that you do with Wearscape red okay then we have Wearscape 3d which is our modeling tool okay um Wearscape 3d can actually connect to your sources gather all the metadata and then based on that metadata and based on rules in this case they are the data vault rules but you can always make your own rules as well you can generate models okay then those models are the input for Wearscape um red Okay, so in that sense, 3D is the modeling and red is the builder tool. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, when we talk about um, Data Vault Express, it's a combination, let's say, of both products working together. Okay. And that is the complete process of discovering and modeling your sources in 3D and then deploying them into red. When you deploy them into red, is when you will actually generate the specific code for your platform, any of the platforms we actually support. And that code will be Data Vault 2.0 standardized and uh, compatible, let's say. All right, thank you for clearing that one up. Um, all right, so you will definitely and um, both, they both work together, one modeling, one implementation. All right, thank you very much. Um, now a question is more open, but maybe let's start with Chung and then go to Andika, of course, as well. Um, so you both worked with Wearscape, obviously, in projects. So what would be the first thing you would do when you um, introduce Wearscape into a new project? Do you have a guide? Do you have like standard customizations you would do and you would recommend? Um, yeah, really, really um, curious about your answers there. So Chung, let's start with you. Yeah, certainly. Um, we do have a guide. It's almost like a um a loose guideline of how we would like to start a Westscape um or a data vault implementation project with Westscape. Uh the first thing that we want to make sure is that um yeah infrastructure provisioning um make sure that all the databases and sch uh, schemata um needed for the development test and production environments are probably uh, configured that Westscape software softwares and repositories are Probably um, installed and have access to the set databases, and also um, a very important. It's very important to verify that the job scheduler um, services are in place for Westgate Red uh, to smoothly set up, you know, job orchestration once the implementation starts with Westgate. Um, and then, as to you know, the standard and 
convention configuration within Westgate. We Westgate experts um, at Scalefree would often do workshops with the client to configure their data vault uh, standards and conventions in Westgate 3D and Red, um, if any has been defined, right? But if not, we would bring a library of code templates and rule sets, which contains you know years and years of our experience exp uh, experience in implementing data vault with Westgate to further enhance the out of the box uh, package with uh, that Westgate um, offers. And another important workshop that we would typically do at the beginning of a project is to align on the workflow to implement um, data votes with well, Westgate. So how to model mm -hmm. the raw vote, how to do business vote um, and information marks of which a kind of modeling um, uh, techniques. It, is it like 3NF, uh, uh, you know, like flat and white table? Is it uh, star schema to cater to um, front end or the end users? So um, it's important to align on that right at the beginning of the project. So everyone is, knows of the workflows and follow that to ensure the consistency of the, pro of the products. Um, so with all that in place, we'll then proceed to an end-to-end -end design um, for a, an use case. To prove that everything that we just talked about, the installed infrastructure, the workflows, configurations in place, are functional and ready for production to show, you know, and, pro and produce value for the business. Because that's, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the name of the game. Absolutely. Thank you, Chung. Yeah. Indika, something you'd like to add or your way? Yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. I think he, he actually covered most of it. Yeah, of course, all the infrastructure stuff is something that you need to work on um, beforehand. And if something goes slower than, than we than we're used to sometimes. Um, I would add that it also depends if the customer already has some experience with uh, Data Vault. If, if they don't, they should do uh, some sort of training before. Okay, maybe get uh, certified, maybe not, but they have to do some sort of generic training to know how to actually model it. And then after that, we can actually show them how to um, how to model that with um, Wearscape. So those two parts, and then of course, uh, have some sort of plan and have some sort of an expectation of when every deliverable will be uh, um, delivered by the, by the project itself. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you very much. Okay, um, let's talk more about details, right? So we go a little deeper um, with every question. So. Now, when we talk about the overall data world architecture, right? Um, or like the standard architecture you would find, for example, on our website or on other websites as well, um, usually have different layers, right? So for example, you have obviously the source systems, then you have most often a persistent staging area in form of a data lake. Then you have put a world world, you build a world world out of that one, then you add a business world, and then you push it to information mods, and then put a dashboard on it, for example, Power BI, or another tool, a BI tool. So um, in that architecture, where does Wearscape help you the most, right? Or where does it come in? Andika, that's maybe a perfect start for yeah. you to answer. Yeah. Um, so when you work with with the um, products, you will basically go from your from your sources, okay, to your reporting layer. 
meaning your star schema or whatever your last um, layer is, is actually before your um, BI tools. Mm -hmm. Okay. In this case, you would use 3D to discover your sources and to model everything that's in between. In this case, it's a data vault. Okay. Um, then you would use that model uh, as an input for red. Okay. And then um, you would probably build some of that reporting layer inside red um, afterwards. Okay. So basically, where escape will actually tell, um, take you from, from your sources to your reporting layer and anything that's in between. There may be a pre-stage, there may be a business vault, there may be uh, a layer of views on top. Lastly, all, all that will be actually covered by Wordscape, okay? And it will be covered regardless of your platform. So it doesn't matter if you're on SQL Server, on-prem, cloud, mm -hmm. Snowflake, it doesn't really matter. We will cover all that journey mm -hmm. from A to B. All right, thank you. Tom, same question, a bit different. It's like, because we talked about your first projects with Wordscape, uh, now looking at all those layers, like where is, was the impact of bringing Wearscape in the biggest, uh, where you saw the biggest change? Right. Um, I think, so to start with that, I think it's, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll just say that most of the, our clients are utilizing uh, Wearscape to build the data warehouse cores. So they see the most benefits out of Wearscape in building the data warehouse core that contains, you know, the data vault, the raw business vault, and information marts or uh, even uh, data, data marts, right? So Wearscape certainly helps, um, as I mentioned before, with building the data vault part, the, the first um, the first few layers, because of the patterns of data vault. Um, and um, so out, going out of the data vault, um, our clients see the most benefits with Wearscape in the flexibility um, in how you can build the information mod and data mods with different techniques, with different, mm. um, let's say, um, format or structure of the target, um, 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 you know, data products. Mm. So it can be done in traditional uh, star schema. It could be done in flat and white table, however you want to deploy them uh, um, to which platform. Westgate covers the platforms quite well. So yeah, that's definitely some of the strengths of uh, Westgate when doing oh, data vault and going out of the data vault then. Mm -hmm. All right, mm -hmm. thank you very much. Um, okay, let's maybe jump to our probably last question um, for today. So data vault is here since the 90s, essentially, right? Obviously it started later, to come into the uh, market. However, it's been here for a long time and a lot of changed since then, right? So it's nearly 30 years ago. So um, the question would be like, would you say Data Vault is still relevant on modern big data platforms? Or do you maybe think there is a change to come in that regard? Um, Indika, let's start with you. Yeah, so I think that the advantages that, that we had with um, Data Vault before, things like the ease of um, integration, having no downtime, adding new sources, handling all those changing uh, fast without having, let's say, to, to stop your reporting tools. I think those ideas are still valid. Some things have changed. Um, but if you look, let's say, at um, 
data lake or a databricks or now microsoft fabric and um, they 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 still make use of the advantages of uh data vault and some of them are even more evident things like um insert only for example um so i think i think they are still they are they are still valid um and i think you you also need to have more standardized code and more um repeatable code and the reason is that some things have become easier maybe ingestion for example have become e easier maybe the platform is actually faster but the overall complexity has increased so it's important to have a clear modeling um way and to have a, some sort of tool that will help you always have the same code and have something that is repeatable um every time right thank you very much um Chung, same question Yes, um, I think data vault will stay relevant for a very, very long time in the modern day and age of uh, big data. Um, so I actually just looked it up. <laughs> the term big data was coined in the early 90s when yeah. data vault was born. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not sure, uh, you know, in the history of data vault, how it was invented, but I'm sure that it was invented to cater to the needs to um, handle big data, so huge data volume, um, scalability, um, different data formats, and so on. Velocity, right? Um, so as you know, enterprise data grows, data vault can cater to that to, to their needs because they, it was invented with the uh, scalability flexibility in mind while maintaining you know uh, reliability and uh, and 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 um, uh, auditability. So it's. I think it's it's gonna be here to stay um, for a very long time. Um, if anything, it's a, a data vault is adapted then to cater to the other, let's say, buzzwords or the other trends in the industry. Mm -hmm. For example, uh, data lakehouse or um, you know data mesh. We've been seeing. Um, some of our clients trying to combine, you know, um, data mesh with data vault, um, data lakehouse with data vault could be a thing. Uh, we haven't seen that though in in the wild, but I'm sure that that's some clients or some, you know, prospect have been looking at it. But um, yeah, if anything, it's got, it just adaptable the data vault concept mm -hmm. to cater then to uh, future needs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, yeah, I'm sure um, data world will adapt a bit from time to time. I mean, we have data world 2.0 now, right? Uh, we have hash keys, right? It, things change a bit, but I think the concepts will definitely stay relevant. Um, but that's it, guys. Thank you very much for joining um, for our masterclass today. It was really fun having you here. Um, great answers. And I'm looking forward to maybe have you on another episode in the future. And for now, I wish you a great rest of the day. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Thank you for having us.